This episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which I was lucky enough to head out to Barcelona and see being unveiled at its launch and to chat to athletes like Sharon Nakidi, who won the New York Marathon a few years ago, who does all of her easy and steady runs in this pair of shoes. And then we've set Jess from The Running Channel a very specific challenge to train for 12 weeks for her fastest, hopefully, ever 10K, which is also back out in Barcelona. Yeah, she is loving training in this shoe. And I think it's important as well because we're so lucky we get to test lots of different shoes. But we do know that some people just want that one pair that will do everything. So Jess has been doing her long runs, interval sessions, and she will be tackling the final 10K in the Under Armour Infinite Elite shoes. Yeah, big focus on endurance and a brand new foam, which provides extra energy return and looks after you on even your longest runs. So if you want to know more, head to the link in the show notes. You are listening to The Running Channel Podcast with me, Sarah Hartley, Rick Kelsey in the corner pressing buttons, and Andy Badley, who now has nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm feeling nothing. a little bit pointless. I've got no kind of objective in life. That's quite now that nice, though. Done. That's quite lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've had a tough free. year. Just yeah. sit back, relax, and enjoy eat some the... chocolate. Oh, yeah, that too. And I enjoy w- the podcast. I will eat some chocolate, and then we can talk about whether or not I'm going to run on Christmas Day. Ooh. Ooh. Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, almost like that's the question that we'll be asking in this podcast, (laughs) Rick. I mean, I think it's a great question. I suppose we should probably just kick off and say, do the three of us run on Christmas Day? Hang on, hang on. We haven't caught up yet. Oh, hang on. Have you forgotten the format of the you've podcast the that you're meant to be producing? Sorry, sorry. It's, it's been, we it's haven't been a while. This week. It has been a while. We haven't shared a room this week, which is very odd. That's true. Yeah. And, and I think you were a little bit thrown by the fact that your one job is to press the buttons. And, and it, didn't, and it, didn't it work. wasn't working. You couldn't yeah. hear us. And then without doing anything at all, without pressing any buttons, all of a sudden you could hear us. So tech support, Rick Kelsey in the yeah, corner. I, no, I think it's his special presence. Just his aura. Yeah, that's His aura of, of podcast production. Well, <laughs> the professional segues, all, all of the great stuff that he brings to the show. <laughs> I'm just not going to speak. <laughs> I that, hit a few buttons and now it works. So there you go. Great. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. How's your week of running been, Rick? Uh, I've got a new post-surgery PB. <gasps> oh, stop Woo! it. That's I amazing. saw this. Yeah. 5K Saturday. Yeah, yeah. 24 minutes. Oh, wow. Nod. Yeah. Nice. 24 minutes on the nod. Were you annoyed was, to not go 23.59? I was legging it thinking I can make this. Yeah. There's, 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 there's a big old oak tree on the final corner of the yeah. 5K that I do on a Saturday morning. And I know that it's 40 seconds to get, if you go all out to get yeah. to the finish line. So I took the corner and it was 23.20. Oh. Uh, there's no way that Sarah would have been able to do that maths uh, from there. Yeah, uh, so, and, uh, and I, so I was, I was actually, you know, high knees, high knees, high knees all the way in. And I missed it, you know, just by a shade. But I was thinking this is going to work quite well if we make this video next year. Can you yeah, run yeah, faster yeah. than you've ever ran before? Well, you just have. Yeah, so you stop, you'll oh, stop. No, post-surgery. Yeah, post-surgery. Yeah, so sorry. So what's your yeah. all-time PB? 2320. So it's amazing that you're within 40 seconds. So, so you're, you're an oak you're tree an away. Oak, yeah, that's what <laughs> I was going to say. You can visualise yeah. where you need to be. Yeah, I'm an oak tree away uh, of doing it. I was really excited. I was so energised and pumped and motivated Saturday morning. I actually did. You know, you two aren't going to believe this. I didn't drink any Gavi on Friday night. Stop I, it. Why? No, because I was like, all right, I you're want absolutely, I just want clear thoughts straight in. Yeah. Had my watch on, you know, it wasn't going off like an ambulance. And I was just watching it, trying to hit... F- uh, uh, sub 455 KMs. So, Love that. Yeah. yeah. And then, so getting around and then, 
Then the first one went a bit quick, did 4.30. Just a little bit quick. I mean, that's definitely wow. sub so 22, 4.55. 22.30 yeah, yeah. pace. Yeah. And then, and then, then you know, there's, there's three killer hills in the 5K ID. So, and then the third one ran, I was like, right, okay, let's just try and if I can go under 24, great. But With I, hills as well. So you're probably, hills, that's like 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. I would say. I also, obviously, you know, racing as well, if you, or, you know, whether you consider, you know, park runs and, and races themselves, you always lose a lot of seconds if you don't place yourself correctly. Because obviously when you do the marathon in Valencia, yeah. you know, you're, you're all in pens essentially according uh, to your ability. Yeah. But in mm. normal races, generally, if there's not that many of you, you, you you're, you're not up. in pens. So you have yeah. to work out yourself. How run am I going to... How fast am I going to run? Not only today, but how fast am I in general? And then you're also comparing yourself to the other runners as well. Mm. How fast am I compared to them? You're going to lose if you are going for PBs this time of year, because this is PB time of year, I think of. Clear, crisp, you, blue yeah. mornings in the, in, in the Northern Hemisphere. Anyway, if you're going for it at this time of year, then you need to work out where you're going to start. Mm. close to the start line to, to, to nail it. Especially yeah, if, if the time you're doing is like a popular time because yeah. then you've got loads of people around you. But then if you get it wrong either way, if you start off too fast, you're kind of jeopardising your 5k PB. If you start off a bit yeah. further back, you've got to get round people. And the distinction here as well is there's no chip timing. That's why it makes a difference, right? Mm. Because yeah. you're, you're, the moment that the first people go at the front of the start line, that's when the clock starts. So was your 24 minutes dead? Was oh, that on your watch yeah. or was that your actual official result? That was my official result. <gasps> okay. So you are a bit quicker. What does it say on your watch? Um, the same. Okay. I think it was oh. one second out. Your park run's tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose if you go to a park run <laughs> yeah, that has like yeah. 800 people, then yeah, it can take you like yeah. 10 yeah, or 20 yeah. seconds to get across the actual line at the start. Not for Rick, who's there? Well, elbows oh, out. Yeah, he's elbows out at the beginning. <laughs> well, Did exactly. you do the classics? So what I would always have done is, um, and would probably still do, and hopefully this won't upset anybody, is um, I would wait to the last minute and then I would do like a stride off the front of the, the start line just before they're going to like call everyone to order. And then I would just, jog back onto the very front of oh, the starting line. Oh, I hate line. people like you. Oh, you this is, is cheeky, This is you yeah. in the marathon. If you want to be at the front, you get there early enough so that you can get your place at the front. You don't mm. push to the front. That's not how it works. Just because you need to go do your warm up. And he's not used to queuing You're ruining yourself. it for everyone else. Yeah, I'm sorry. I there are some I've... people that get there, but especially these... like Parkrun. They will be there yeah. at 8.45 taking their position. And then yeah. there's people like you that You're just right. roll I've been up I've been at 8.59. Yeah, but these are pro tricks. These are pro tricks, Sarah. Oh. Would have done it, I would have done it back in the day in cross country as well. It would have been like the advice yeah. from our coach is like, you don't want to get hemmed in at the back when there's like 200 kids on the, on the start line or you teenagers. You just stroll up to yeah. the front. You'd wait until the end, do a stride off the front and walk back onto no. the line. Then someone would probably come along the line and make sure you're all stood behind it, so everyone behind you'd have to shuffle back. So yeah, I'm not coming across in the best oh. light here, but you need the, you need no, the I, advantage. Yeah. I think that's actually a very strong tip. No, I think I think in parkrun, obviously, it's not, not the spirit it's meant it. in. Not but at the same it. time, if I'm, you know, if I know I'm going to be in the past, I knew I would have been running right at the front of the parkrun. Yeah. So starting at the back, I would have just been tripping over people, and I'd have been causing chaos so it made sense to go to the front but yeah, yeah. it's uh i'm not trying to defend myself i shouldn't have you mentioned defended it at all. yourself by saying see i know i was going to win it so yeah. really if i'd started at the back, it, just, it just wouldn't have been right by the end because I, I don't do this anymore <laughs> anyway did you two run at the weekend i did the best run that i have done in a very very long time at the oh, weekend yeah. was it 16 kilometers it was 16 kilometers oh, 10 it, miles it, it was so i think it's the fastest i've ever run 10 miles and i'm not really sure where it came from but um yeah it was the fastest like, you've ever run 10 miles yeah what how I, it well it's bang on like where my kind of half marathon pb pace is at so wow. it's pretty pretty but usually if i go out to do 10 miles and within like a marathon training block mm. i'm aiming for like 
one twenty an hour twenty five minutes to an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah. Yesterday, opened up my uh, runner training plan and was like, "Hello, these paces look very much. I can't do this." Yeah, ambitious. And um, I did it. There were a few traffic lights. Yeah. And there was one. Did you pause your watch at the traffic light? I did pause my watch. At so the you're going time. off uh, uh, average. Uh, you're going off moving time, not elapsed time. Yeah, yeah. Off moving That's fine. time. I'm, I'm, on, I'm also, sort of on your team now because I did that for one, my life and training. Yeah, there was one 30 second pause where I had to have a little talking to myself when the paces got a bit because it was basically like run 4K, speed up a bit. Yeah. So uh, I did it in like an hour and 20 minutes, which I was quite happy with. So the question here, I think, is do you think this has come? I'm now languishing in that post marathon kind of like, what's the point? Like I don't have a I don't have a reason to get out, and, yeah. and also I think everything's been a bit sore. Um, so still, to, still sore. No, it's not too bad. I, I did actually run. Yeah, he's my, old. I did my. Uh, yeah, it he takes is. me a while. Yeah, I um I ran with. Sarah. I have to do this balance between your two ages just to try and work out where where yeah. you're at. Yeah. Yeah, you bounce back quickly. He bounces back. Takes a little longer. Yeah, she's like yeah. rubber. You just kind of yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you remember her back in June? Oh yeah, that's she's the worst true. of all. Of us. That's true. But but like now I, I I did a little run with Sarah last week. We um, I only did the first five k of it. Oh yeah, you two. Oh still, my god, you two still managed to go away together. Yes, we week. did. Yeah, Stop we had it. Our it starting rumors, right? No, but you did go away <laughs> together because we we have not shared a hotel together. No. Actually, normally when we go away, they put us in different hotels. I don't know why that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they want to put you as far away from us as possible. Yeah. yeah, but you two actually went away together. didn't Yeah, you? we yeah. had uh, for everyone who's like full time in the office. We went away for a. Uh, one night together it was quite fun and then in the morning the best Strava comments I've ever received because Andy did the first 5k because you had to like come back for a call slash you couldn't hack the 9k yeah, that yeah. we were setting I tried to, to black that I had a meeting that I had to attend um, but uh, I think maybe I was just tired uh, to be fair it was it's been a big hard. night the night before it, yeah it was a big night the night before we were all uh, quite sore in a number of different You're ways. very complimentary about my music selections though on the dance floor. That was Ooh. great. Andy yeah. is a great DJ. Huh. Rick, you would, uh, you would have been enjoying it. Oh, really? Oh, straight in there with uh, a bit of Lionel Richie oh, all beautiful. night long. Absolutely. Quite early in the night to be fair to well, be doing all night long, but about, there we go. About 5.30 yeah, in the afternoon. you were trying afternoon. to wrap yeah. us up yeah. when you put on An Mr. Brightside at 6pm. <laughs> <laughs> keen, keen, really keen. Oh, we didn't play keen, no. Uh, oh, straight in there. Uh, anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. I want to make sure this podcast that we all finish our thoughts because there was a podcast about three weeks ago where we didn't. Yeah, we've we, yeah. It's great. This is a morning great, record, so none of us have been ever. drinking, which is excellent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just asking whether you feel like you've got more direction now. That was my, my point. Yeah, there. I definitely do. I think I, so for the whole kind of first like six, seven months of this year, I was just training, like constantly mm. training. And I think I forgot what running for fun was. Yeah. And then after Chicago, I was like, right, I'm going to only run three times a week and I'm only going to run if I know I'm going to enjoy the run itself like That's no matter nice. what it is so i'm only going to do interval yeah. sessions if i'm mm. looking forward to it i'm only going to do easy runs if it's fun and now mm. i'm at the point where i'm like okay i want to do something hard again yeah uh, and i did the thing where so these these paces were like quite aggressive but i have been able to do them before like but i i forgot that your uh body reverses in physical ability over time so you, mean this, you forgot that you get less fit yeah yeah Pretty definitely much. forgot that because this time last year i was running well, August last year, I could run a sub 45 minute 10K. There is yeah. absolutely no way I could do that right now. But that was peak training where you've mm. been really targeting that. So yeah, yeah you've, got to, you've got to sort of yeah, I've own lost the regression. That. Yeah, but yeah. this is what I was thinking. That so is when crazy it got, fast, Sarah. Yeah, I know. How did I do that? I think that was a different me because I, I can't no. do that. But in this run, the last pace that I was hitting was like 4.45 per kilometre for 4K, but I'd already run 12K. So, yeah, so that's 47 minutes. 
Yeah, so yeah, I was quite tired at this point trying to do this last 4K and I couldn't, the run the mile you're in was not getting me anywhere. So I was like, right, I need to think of a new phrase. And um, the only one that was spurring me on was think of the adaptations. (laughs) 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 Which I think shows that I've gone way too like- Think of the adaptations. Yeah, all I could, all I was holding on to is that like, if you get these pacings right in this session, then the next time you do this session, your your muscles will be a bit stronger and this will feel a bit better. It'll feel easier, right? Yeah. You've, you've done the hard work. Wow. I was thinking because Sarah's clearly been like taking the the like lingo from the podcast about yeah. we bang on about adaptations because uh, mm. we're talking about sleep and that's where a lot of the adaptations happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was thinking that Rick, in your last forty seconds, you, you said you were thinking high knees. I, I was desperate for you to be thinking high hips after you had to oh. describe that on last week's podcast. Yeah, how keeping your hips high. Yeah. Well, it was just kind of driving. I was talking about because if you're going uphill, you need to probably give yourself a bit higher knees if it's a yeah. sprint finish and you're mm. uphill. Yeah, yeah. So and high, hips. I, 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 high, high hips, high hips. arms. I, I, think, I think the key when you are driving up a hill is arms, actually, to like not think about your legs so much. The, the legs follow if you drive your arms really. Really? Yeah. So that's my top tip. I had a question, though, from my run yesterday. Oh, yeah. So all I was thinking was think of the adaptation and that was what was getting me through. And then I started to think about like, well, I could back in the day go faster than this. Yeah. So is... Welcome to my I've, world. Yeah, I know. And, ne- and I haven't researched this Clearly, I never do research. No. But um, in is your body like like a building site where when you do a good workout, it's like little builders come along and like pile the bricks up and you get a little bit stronger. Yeah. And then if you then like don't run for ages or like don't do the same type of training, mm. the builders come back in and just take the bricks off. Like what's actually happening to your muscles? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was thinking this, about. To pass oh, the like time. Is this the thing that you said yeah. before the podcast? I'm going to ask what might be a stupid question, Andy. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like it is a stupid question because obviously no. you create micro tears in your muscles and then they mm. re- rebuild to get a little bit stronger. Yeah. So then how, how do they get weaker again? Well, so it's not. I've already made them so strong. Come on, Ca- come on, come on, Cambridge. <laughs> come on, Cambridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off the top. Okay, so <laughs> fitness isn't just muscular strength. That's the first thing. Yeah. So you've got your actual like ability to. There's loads of things at play here, and I'm probably going to miss some out. But if you detrain, then you become less efficient at carrying oxygen around your body, mm-hmm. and also then utilizing that oxygen in your muscles, and then you also become less efficient at converting the energy, so the glycogen or glucose in your blood and in your muscles into the energy that you need to get them to contract more effectively. So those two things in combination, your energy production and your oxygen carrying capacity will reduce over time because they reduce with less training. Right. And then you've got muscular strength, which Mm -hmm. you do lose quite quickly as well. So muscular strength, and and you could think of strength in the terms of the gym, like actually building muscles, so hypertrophy, where you're growing larger muscles through higher effort, but also just conditioning so that's what i was i I was lacking in that last 10k of my marathon Mm. was the conditioning where my muscles just like we can't do this anymore which but that wasn't (laughs) strength per se it wasn't like the size or capacity of my muscles i guess it was used to being time on the feet so all of those things will play a part in you detraining by not having run at that level um and also it comes back quite quickly i always found so i'd have two weeks off at the end of every running season and then when i came back to running i felt like i'd never run before in my life for the first two or three weeks almost. Mm-hmm. And then it started to come back a lot more quickly. Well, this is what I was also thinking on my run yesterday is like when you were training for a marathon, how much was there left of like Olympian Andy in your body? Mm. Or like, were you starting from just complete zero? Because like the thing that or, that I find yeah. really surprising as well is that you can, you cannot train for a 5K, yeah. but like unlock 
the kind of paces that you used to yeah. run because you did it for so long. Yeah. But is that just more a, you know, you can put yourself into the motions or is there like anything left behind or have you completely deteriorated? Uh, I, so I think, yeah, that's a good question. I think that, so I've never done a marathon before, so that was completely new. So yeah. that's slightly different. But I, what I would say is the bit of me that has, that has clung on for 10 years is, is the aerobic conditioning more than the muscular conditioning. So I didn't find the marathon difficult aerobically. I wasn't breathing particularly heavily. Mm. After 10K, I passed a guy who was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you've got that's a long, that's another marathon. 32K. Yeah. Whereas I'm not breathing very heavily and you can see it. We actually um, just recorded a, a video which should come out soon where Jess also from the running channel ran Valencia Marathon. We had very different experiences. Mm -hmm. She's probably closer to her max aerobically throughout the marathon, but she's yeah. better conditioned to run the distance. Mm. Whereas I'm the other way around. So my heart rate generally was quite low. Quite like flat. I was probably in yeah, zone yeah. three and four for the yeah. marathon. That video was fascinating. Like yeah, the differences well, yeah. so in your stats. Stay yeah. tuned and go and check it out. Cause yeah, we mm. do do a deep dive. But yeah, that's the, the, the summary would be, I have muscle memory to run fast. Um, but but not maybe the muscular strength. So if I try to run really fast, <clears throat> I can still run quite hot. Yeah. But my muscle, I'll get a, a tear in my muscle and I won't be able to run a 15 minute 5K, for example. Yeah. And speaking of memory, you may remember in the first minute of this podcast, I asked you, do you run on Christmas Day? Oh, and that's what the a theme segue. of today's yeah, podcast. Yeah, sorry, I've completely derailed. But running on Christmas Day. Yes. Quick straw poll. Rick, did you <gasps> do it? Wait, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's also, sorry, we'll talk about this first, but look, I- Oh, I, Rick's guys, fuming over there because you're going to go off topic. No, I prep. no, no, I'm on topic. I prepped for this podcast. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's good good to know. How exciting good to Sarah know. is to remember that she actually prepared I just for this thing that we just, make every week. Yeah, sorry, I just prepped because we went away. I just prepped ages ago. Look, it, oh, what's look. the topic for this episode? It says in front of us, do you run on Christmas day and Christmas running facts, which I have here. Oh, great. Okay. So let's talk about running on Christmas day and then I'll whip my facts out. Sorry. Sorry, back to Rick. Um, well, <laughs> he's, you've completely, completely derailed him. Yeah. That wasn't a lovely segue, was mate? it? Do you run on Christmas Day? Yes, but I'm just going to give you a slightly more, um, a fuller answer. Excellent. So, Are you cross because you haven't been talking for a while? <laughs> <laughs> Gordon Bennett. <laughs> right. 2020, obviously we couldn't, lockdowns. Yeah. 2021, I don't think Parkrun was going there, but obviously people could have gone out on their own. I get it. Yeah. But I mean, as far as get together runs, which I think is the whole fun thing about Christmas Day, getting mm -hmm. together with other people. Yeah. 2022, so that's last year. Yes, Parkrun on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. And then before then, you'd be going back to 2019. So mm -hmm. actually, I'd say for people's kind of, to answer this question, it's probably been a bit weird because the whole point is getting together with other people. But whenever I can, I do. And on this Christmas day, me and my brother will be doing parkrun. Nice. Oh, so because oh, even though it's not a Saturday, it's on. There'll be one on. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, we'll be on. We're all together, Rick. Maybe we should uh, we should team up. Shall we run together on, on Christmas on day? Christmas Aww. morning. So I was going to say I, I'm definitely planning on running on Christmas day, but for a, a sort of almost like a quick escape rather than to go and meet other people. I see. Because like we'll do the the kids' presents and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure straight after breakfast, so at you know, four a.m. <laughs> be cra crazy early. Well, you've got so many kids; it for us to take a time well, to, to open get those through presents. the presents. Exactly. You can't even yeah. get in the living room. If in you the let your carbon footprint with that wrapping paper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we don't even bother with wrapping; just newspaper. It's like a fish and chip shop. <laughs> They've been collecting newspaper since uh, Christmas uh, Day last but, year. Since the but, 60s. But, I, but I used to run on Christmas Day. Oh my goodness! Um, we used to, I used to run on Christmas Day for a different reason, which was that I felt that my competitors might be. So oh, I, I, see. I, you know, I needed to. 
that makes sense. psychologically because yeah. or I was like well if they're not then I'm going to get one up on them and so I'd often it would depend on what day of the week Christmas day was Monday this year yes thanks uh, so that would have been a that would have been a 60 minute run gym and then a second run is what I'd have done. That's what? Was... You would have run tw- twice on Christmas Day? Gym. Yeah. When would you, would you have had gym a Christmas would have dinner? Just, just, I would have done some body weight stuff at home. But like oh, that would right, be that would okay, have been my right, yeah. pro runner Monday routine was a 60 minute run in the morning, 30 minute run in the evening, okay, some gym okay. in the middle. So yeah, I, I, a few Christmas days, I definitely went out like post Christmas lunch, which was a horrible feeling. Oh gosh. Uh. Sarah? Yeah. Yes, I do run on Christmas Day. But I, so Christmas Day is just me, my mum and my dad. Uh, and neither of them... <laughs> have any interest in running at all. You haven't merged so, families yet for Christmas Day. So. Your dad was came and came and operated <laughs> the uh, the lap counter for your for sub 45 minute 10k. He attempt. did, yes. Yeah. And my mum has watched many a park run. She yeah. loves watching it, but um she won't get involved <laughs> as much she'll, as I'm oh, like. Does she come she she'll come down and, and support you on Christmas mm. Right, right, right. Nice. She actually one year, so there's a park run, my parents have like a park literally at the end of their road, and that one doesn't rarely operate on Christmas Day. So one year she actually drove me like 25 minutes to another park run. And I was like, that. That is commitment. That is commitment. Absolutely. Uh, but I don't know whether she'll do that this year. But I do I do enjoy, I try mm. to get my friends there. And actually this year I've persuaded a number of my friends to start running. And I, because the 23rd is a Saturday when this podcast comes out, um, mm. I'm going to go do park run with a few friends. So you can do park day. run two days, Saturday and Monday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all about that park run. Yeah, yeah. And will you run... F- hard on either of those i i guess that's that's the interesting thing i've i've very rarely gone to park run and just kind of run around oh that's my favorite way i'm, to I'm almost run. there i'm always like well i'm here and they're going to time me so i'm going to have to go as hard <laughs> as i possibly can yeah i get it yeah completely get it yeah completely get it have you got some facts then i have got some facts far away christmas facts from sarah know, do you want to know some christmas facts yeah well i was kind of going to do it i mean I wonder, next... i'm wondering now if they're anyway related to running or you've just got christmas facts like... no it's christmas running facts <laughs> okay right. christmas running facts so these are all world records because there weren't actually that many Christmas running facts. So I was like, I'm going to get loads, but there weren't that many. What do you think? And this might, I haven't seen the next episode is a quiz. Oh, so yeah, next week this, we're doing a quiz, this... aren't we? So we're going to go head to head, the three of us, on a bunch of questions prepped for the, by the producers that we haven't seen. Well, so, no, Rick's the quiz master. Oh, I've just me for you. Seen yeah, it's just oh, me for you. Oh, I thought Rick yeah. was playing as well. No, no, no. no. Oh. Rick is quiz master. Um, but what <laughs> I, do you I, think? I may have written some of the questions Ooh. oh hello okay well let me know rick if these okay. are any of the questions for next week fastest marathon dressed as santa claus female well how fast do you think it is oh, oh it's not going to be crazy fast what? i think it's going to be like sub sub three two forty two sub uh two fifty nine that that is a lot of faith in a in a, a santa claus outfit um, three forty three. Three forty three. Oh, okay. Sarah, yeah. I can feel a world record next well, year coming up. Well, this is when I read this, I was like, interesting. My marathon PB is three forty nine. Oh yeah. But and this was a. This was also. I love how close to Christmas it was. It was Amy Smith Portsmouth Coastal Waterside Marathon, twenty second of December, twenty thirteen. And it was only her fourth one. marathon. Okay, so I, I mean, we can't give you the details of this yet because we're we're working on something very exciting for twenty twenty four, which may take place round about that December period. In which case, this, this could be an opportunity. Yeah, maybe. I, I have no this, idea what you're talking no, about. No, no, it's very exciting. So regular podcast listeners, you need to stay tuned because we're going to be announcing on the podcast first, probably. Oh. Where's a chance for people from the Running Channel community to come together and, and run an event with us. Oh. Yeah. Very uh, exciting. Great. You're look, you, well, I'm sure no we spoke idea. about this the other day, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, well, I'm excited for I this I can't too. tell you anymore, but um, you, this then, could be where Sarah runs a, a marathon dressed as Father Christmas. Yeah. Blank space, blank face. No yeah, idea yeah, what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Great. But then comparatively, how fast do you think uh, a man has done a marathon dressed as Santa Claus. 
Uh, so maybe I'll just go, go the same again. Or is this gone? Is this the other extreme? This is like not that three forty three is not fast, but three twenty. Um, oh, two twenty five. Two twenty five dressed as Father Christmas. No, two forty nine, uh, which is still no. Because there are some nominally. I'm how, sure there's someone who's run like a marathon dressed as like a businessman, like in a full suit in like two twenty or something. So it depends That's on on insane. how not not shoes. Though. No, but it depends on how trainers how tr not truthful but like the the some people go to great lengths to create the outfit out of very like breathable like specially made materials no i think so it's not like a big heavy father christmas suit santa. it's like i'm, I'm yeah. imagining like a spider-man-esque yeah. like chris santa claus <laughs> no i think this i think these were like proper outfits yeah okay that's much um, harder but definitely overheat and then last fact how many people do you think took part in the largest santa claus run oh I think I remember seeing this happening. Uh, not very good so far. This doesn't bode well for next week's quiz. 10,000. 4,000. Oh, Rick gets it. 4,983. Yeah, I, oh. I think I saw that somewhere. And it was in uh, Virginia Beach, USA, 17th of December, 2016. And ah. it was called the Surf and Santa Five Miles. Love it. Love it. So good. Love it. There you go. That's all my facts. Well, there we go. Shall we run on Christmas Day? Yeah. Yes, you should. If if you want but to, but you don't have to. Don't have to. Yeah. I yeah. I do recommend though persuading family members to to run as well. That makes it far more fun. For me, it's just a little bit of uh, an escape from the madness. <laughs> of a hundred. I already children. feel calmer thinking about it. <laughs> right. Well, up next, we've got some news to discuss, and then it's time for questions. Woohoo! Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Shoes. Now, at The Running Channel, we bang on all the time about how if you want to run fast, you need to run slow. I'm talking about the 80-20 rule. Yes, you need to do the vast majority of your training at an easier or steadier pace. And you need an everyday pair of running shoes that you trust to do that. And the Infinite Elite has brand new cushioning technology in the form of Under Armour's Hover Plus. So that's designed to support you for the whole of even your longest runs with extra cushioning and energy return. So that's what this is all about. Yeah, and if you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes. So starting off with some rather exciting and quite personal running channel news. It's very exciting running channel news. We are so, so happy and so excited to announce that Anna is expecting a baby oh, next year. Congratulations, Anna. And yeah. she has announced this on her Instagram, so we're yeah. not kind of uh, breaking any confidences here. No. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really exciting. We couldn't be happier. Obviously, I'm pro-children. So... <laughs> <laughs> What's a good running name? What's she? <laughs> oh, yeah, should we do some name suggestions? Forrest. Emil. As in a mile. Oh, no, Emil's at a peck. Gosh. Oh, right, sorry. Miles. Miles, you're. <laughs> yeah, 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 my, your my, kid. Uh, my third. Your third. Your third of six. Third of ten. It's called, it's, it's, it's miles. called, it's called miles, miles, not, not kilometres. It's yeah. called Miles. Um, miles, Forrest. What else could she call him, her? Uh, <laughs> rune? What? Rune. As in R U N. <laughs> well, I think we've Shall taken I? a lovely bit of news here and slightly, slightly diminished it. But yeah, yeah we're Anna, just, we're just don't sending... come to us for name suggestions. Yeah. But yeah, we're so, so happy for you and can't wait. Yeah, sending all of our love. Um, and then now my news story seems a bit like, like run of the mill. Okay. Um, cool. going... Run of the mill. Lovely name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd want to have a child that you call run of the mill. <laughs> like just another one. Just of another one. For, well, I mean, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
for me, it'd be, uh, yeah, number, <laughs> Next. number four, run of the mill. Um, my news story is about a therapist in America called Eric Lira. If anyone's seen the amazing movie Icarus, then Grigory Ruchenkov was the former head of Moscow's anti-doping laboratory who helped expose Russia's state-sponsored doping regime. And under a, a law kind of named after him, you can now be prosecuted if you are someone facilitating doping. So previously, it was just the athletes that could, you know, be in trouble and get banned and, and be in trouble with the law for taking performance enhancing drugs. But now people who are providing them, trafficking the drugs, uh, securing them and then delivering them to athletes can also be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. So this guy has been, he's the first defendant to be charged under the new US law. But what's interesting is there are three athletes and the third athlete is a British athlete, but we don't know who it is. Oh, so it's a really? British athlete that was competing throughout the 2021 season, my understanding. <gasps> that's um, recent. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it was, is this name so going to come out? I think that's the. I think it's being withheld at the moment because of the legal proceedings. <gasps> but I don't think that will last for very long. So are they? Are they been obviously banned? we're British based, so that's more more interesting to us. But there were, I think it's a Swiss athlete and then uh, another athlete as well. Um, and all of the athletes have been banned. In fact, sorry, the first athlete is Blessing Okagbari, who was uh, has been banned for athletics for eleven for eleven years, and she was ex expelled from the Tokyo Olympics just before the women's one hundred meter semifinals. Wow! So it's sort of a, it's something that I will follow, and, and if something interesting happens, we'll try and update on here because I do think it's it's fascinating, and I think it's been something that I would have been advocating for as an athlete is like you can't just keep going after the athletes. There's, most athletes aren't going to just go and find this on their own. Mm. There's going to be agents or coaches or therapists in this case that are going to go and get those yeah. drugs for you and help you to administer them potentially so yeah it's a it's a good thing that people are getting caught basically yeah we should have a mm. andy's doping news section to this podcast in 2024 yeah little, that would be great wouldn't it well, well yeah andy's and andy's we should because uh there's a lot of stuff at the moment in terms of the olympics coming up next year that the whether or not how russian athletes are allowed to compete because of the kind of blanket ban by the ioc and then the fact that actually right now there's a lot of kenyan athletes that are continually popping up as part of the athletics integrity unit bans and so there's a whole host of kenyan athletes that are banned but their federation isn't banned from competing in the olympics so I see. um yeah a lot of politics involved i think scary stuff well we will keep you updated and now it's time for your questions eliza in sydney is training for a first full marathon she says i'm following a program but would love to know the science and goal behind what each of the different types of runs and training aims are so Tempo, intervals, hill sprints, easy runs, long runs, and cross training. Right, do not be embarrassed. I'm, I'm just going to throw my hands down on the desk. <laughs> Nobody be embarrassed about asking running terms. Yes. Honestly, people come up to me and whisper them, oh, could you just tell me what interval training is again? People are embarrassing because they yeah. forget. Let's yeah. do them. Yeah, and then there is uh, at least one, if not a handful of videos on the running channel youtube that will help with this as well in way more detail than we can go to right now because rick will shout at me if i bang on at this in enough detail to give you the full answers let's try it though in the order in which uh, these have been listed so tempo runs or i'm going to combine tempo and threshold although they are slightly different but broadly you're making sure you work aerobically so you never go so hard that you need to use your anaerobic energy system and these will make you fitter from an endurance perspective so they, yeah, they make your aerobic system more effective intervals these can be loads of different paces, so you could do tempo intervals, but let's assume we're meaning intervals that are much higher effort, mm -hmm. so much like they're 8, 9, 10 out of 10 efforts, so you're in zone 5 probably of your heart rate, um, and those are aimed at increasing, amongst other things, your VO2 max um, and your ability to run faster. Faster, so, so speeds are 8 times 400 metres. Yeah, or, yeah, I mean, it could be 
kilometer reps, they could be 200 meter mm. reps, but that each one would have a different purpose. But generally think about them as improving your speed. So making you faster than you need to be to run your race pace. So you need to train faster than your race pace. Hill sprints. Then improve your VO2 max because that's when you're doing 15 to 20 minutes of sustained effort where your heart rate stays relatively high. You can have short recoveries in there, but yeah. Is this where fartleks would come into it as well? It's kind of like a little bit of speed play or is that more like tempo threshold? Yeah, fartleks probably in between tempo and intervals and it depends on how short the fartlek elements are as to whether you class them as intervals. But between those two, you're ultimately looking to shift your aerobic threshold higher and make your VO2 max higher as well. And all of those things help you to run faster for longer and to feel easier at those paces. Hill sprints, combination of the benefits that you get from intervals. So improving VO2 max um, and improving that ease of feeling at your actual race pace because you're sprinting up mm. a resistance up an incline but i also think massively biomechanics here like these are a real good opportunity for good running form for looking at your cadence foot contacts arm drive knee drive all of those good things to stay nice and tall whilst you're running easy runs this is where a lot of the adaptation takes place so you need to have some easy runs in there so if you follow the 80 20 rule then 80 percent of your running during the week would be easier to allow you to get those adaptations from those faster intervals and tempo running. Chatting, chatting, conversation pace. Yeah, con conversation pace, pace yeah. is a good, good way of defining easy runs. Long runs are, for lots of reasons, but time on your feet. Again, these should be entirely aerobic, so they should be slower than tempo and threshold runs. Mm. And if you're building up to run a half marathon or a marathon, for example, then you need to show your body and condition your body to be able to carry that distance or a proportion of that distance. And if you are trying to run your best ever 5 or 10K, you still need to have a long run in there that would be disproportionately long or it might feel disproportionately long if you're only running 5k for example like i was competing over 1500 meters but still ran 13 or 14 miles every sunday um, again it's aerobic conditioning it also uh, if you don't depending on how long you're going i would have done 90 minutes without fueling and so i would have got adaptation from being glycogen depleted so there are benefits there and then cross training could be an opportunity to achieve any of the other things so you could do tempo intervals uh, easy runs or long runs as cross-training, if you use maybe heart rate as a gauge, and they're, they're a way of getting time off feet. So if you're injury-prone or you've got a niggle, then you can achieve the same sort of aerobic and maybe anaerobic benefits cardiovascularly using cross-training. But that, that's doing something else, isn't it, cross-training? Yeah, so cross-training could be swimming, swimming. be electrical, cycling, strength, cycling. Strength. strength. Oh, work. yeah, yeah, and then strength and conditioning could be a part of cross-training as well. So then that's, yeah, yeah, yeah conditioning yeah. to, you know, hopefully help with your uh, mechanics. Super. McKenna from California. I'm pretty new to running and I'm averaging about 12 miles a week. In a past episode, Sarah mentioned that it was easy to shave off time from your average mile at the beginning, but how much can I reasonably expect to shave off in, say, six months' time? I'd like to run a half marathon next July. I currently run a 14 or so minute mile and want to set a reasonably lofty goal to work towards. Thank you so much. Almost impossible to answer. So I think when she says, she's talking about her average mile pace when she says, Sarah, yeah, it's it's easier to make bigger leaps forward when you're new to running because everything feels so difficult to start with. And actually even for a lot of people, it continues to feel difficult. So mm. that's normal. Just, I guess, bear that in mind that it will feel harder. And what we've just talked about in terms of intervals and, and tempo and so on, that's the biggest thing that's going to bring you on here is don't try and do it all in one go. Just start making sure that you break one of your runs up, maybe an interval run into periods where you go much faster than your normal pace. Mm. It may be only for 20 or 30 seconds and then walk a little bit or jog a little bit and then do that again. It can be structured or not, so fartlek or, or a proper interval session where you're, you know, exactly what you're going to do beforehand. And then that will help you to 
have more paces in your kind of armory that you can go to rather than you just you know, I go out the door and run at for example 14 or so minute mile pace that, uh, yeah. that that has been mentioned here if it's a like half marathon that you're working towards as well it might be worth seeing like what is your 5k time what is your 10k time mm. the pace that you're going to be able to run for a half marathon in six months probably isn't going to be necessarily faster than either of those so then when you start training for that half marathon when you start doing the longer runs start to see like what paces you're doing and then you'll get a good gauge of what you'll be able to do in that kind of final half marathon but yeah for me when I've been training towards half marathons I've only looked at like within a training plan shaving off like one maybe two minutes from what I've previously run in a half marathon, you're not going to be able to necessarily per uh, overall. No, as in like overall. Overall time. But when I first started doing half marathons, I was running maybe like two fifteen. So then within one training block, I probably was shaving off about five minutes, yeah. maybe ten minutes. But it it depends. Some people will find some people have run like a four hour marathon and then yeah. they find the jump from four to three and a half hours really easy. Other people will run five or six and work their way down to 3.30. So yeah, really I'd love to find out, you. McKenna, if you can let us know actually how you mm. get on. Try doing something really short and just see how, don't don't go 10 out of 10 because not really hurt yourself, but like go eight or nine out of 10 for like 20 seconds mm -hmm. and then see if you can work out how fast that is yeah. in terms of pace. And then then try maybe 30 seconds or a minute and then just just see how much range you can develop as to how yeah. much faster you are. Goes. The most exciting thing here is that these two people who've, who've written in are from Sydney, California. Yeah. Incredible. Very awesome? cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep coming in. Podcast at theRunningChannel.com. And for a little Christmas favour, Sarah's got this for you. Yes, I would. Uh, firstly, thank you so much again for all of your Strava drawings. They bring me such joy. That People was a throwaway. That was a throwaway. It was a throwaway. And both of you afterwards were like, Sarah, you need to tone it down. No one's going to do that. They've been amazing. Well, that thank you, you yeah. for proving Andy and Rick wrong yeah. <laughs> so much. Um, I My favour this week is in next week's episode. No, actually in two weeks time. Mm. We will be talking all about our goals for 2024. There's obviously another year coming. So I would like you to email in podcast.therunningchannel.com with your goal. We would love to hear from you and know what it is. We'd love you to get involved with the podcast. Ask us a question as well. And we will go through some in that episode. And then maybe we can check in with you throughout 2024 to see how you're getting on. Yeah. Because yeah. we want to be here to support you on your running journeys as well as kind of following ours. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which has a focus on both comfort and endurance. So an ultra springy, responsive feel that protects your legs and keeps them feeling fresh, which is what Jess has been putting to the test as she's been training for over the last 12 weeks for taking on her ultimate ever 10K. And she's been focused on consistency. So being able to show up with those fresh legs every day and every week in order to put in the work and the recovery that she needs to do to run her best. If you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes.